For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. We have got a delightful gentleman in studio, longtime Faribault resident. I guess I've never, ever asked George Wickstrom how long he has lived. Are you a lifelong Faribault guy, George? No, I moved up from Chicago, Illinois area, a little oh. town from named Roselle, in August of 1965. Wow. So I've been here a while. So you were here when the Twins were in the World Series in 65. I, I am wearing a T-shirt for the 1987 Twins World Series. You still can get into that T-shirt. I can do that, yes. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. George Wickstrom, again, local guy. I would count you as local. You were a financial advisor from 1980 until 2015. Yeah, that's right. I, I was I started in the insurance business in 1973, and the company I was with then went into the uh, investment area, and I got my licenses in 1980, and I practiced in that till 2015. I, I had a couple of big bumps in the road. Uh, I was a single parent, went through a divorce in 1974. Uh, Lost my job with Nutting Truck Company when they were failing. Yeah, I need you to turn the volume down there on the headsets, if you could. Oh, getting lots of feedback there. No, the, the, the knob is right, as I showed you, under the table there. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we're getting a, a lot, of, lot of feedback there. While George is addressing that, we'll see if we can't get her fixed. I got it? I think so. Yeah. So thank you for that. I know my ears were hurting, and I think other people's might have been as well. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking about your history. You you lost your job with nutting? Went into the insurance business with Northwestern Mutual. And uh, in 1980, they bought the Frank Russell Company, and that was the start of our investment business. We kept that until 1980, 1998. And they bought Frank Russell Company, which is a much larger company. It manages about two and a half, two point two trillion dollars of money. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, with that time, I had all the licenses, and uh, I was able to sell investments, but I didn't like it. So I just focused on the insurance business. And if I had a client that needed investment services, we had three people in the agency up in the cities that let them take care of that because you can't be all things to all people. And I didn't like the investment. It was too, too much paper. No, I was just going to say that. And it's, it's, uh, it's a, to me, it's a nasty business because of it. It's, it's depressing. So I, I got out of it and uh, just work, working on And I did business planning, uh, state planning, and personal, personal insurance uh, until 19, uh, 2015. I kept my insurance license and so for another three years because I was talking with older people that need annuities and, and, and I think some investment for uh, advice for uh, retirement income and so forth because uh, 
uh, that I, I was interested in that. So then I, but I, I've lost all my licenses now, so I don't sell anything. But uh, so yeah, I'm 92 years old, and that's 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 old enough to sort of back off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was doing a little research for the program here today. Some of the things I wanted to ask you, but I think we're probably going to be doing another program. It sounds like, and we can get. We'll see if we got some time for those questions. I know there are a couple of topics you wanted to touch on today, one being population growth. Mm-hmm. Right. And how does that impact our economy? It's probably obviously, but... Well, it, it impacts our, our lives in many ways. Uh, and, and I like to, th- to give this example because people don't realize how fast things are happening. Uh, the, the demographic historians have told us that the population of the world in 1800 was one billion people. Now, the archaeologists and people in that area have told us that there's civilizations going back 50, 60,000 years. And I just read an article in in this morning talking about people killing rhinoceroses, and they got the teeth and so forth that they could figure this out a million and a half years ago. But anyway, that's a long time. But the point is that 50 to 60,000 years, we don't know what the population was, but it took that long to get to a billion people. Right. Right. Now, now here's, here's the thing we need to understand. Um, there's a concept called the Rule of 72. And the Rule of 72 is, is, is not debatable. It's a fact. And it says that you can divide any number you want into 72. It could be the growth rate, the inflation rate. Uh, whatever. And so if you divide that, whatever that number is into 72, it will take that number of years to double. Okay, let's take a look at this. How many 72s are there between today or 1800, I should say, and, and, and today? There are three, 1872, 1944, 2016. Okay, so if we have 1 billion people in 1800, one goes into 72, 72 times. So in 72 years, 1 billion people becomes 2 billion people. 1944, continue the 1% growth, 2 billion in 1944 becomes 4 billion. Okay, 1944 to 2016, 4 billion becomes 8 billion. When did we cross over 8 billion people? about three months ago. We're off a couple of years, but not a big deal. Now, the question is, that's a 1% growth. Supposing that continues, and in, in 2088, we have 15 to 16 billion people. What does that do to our economy? What does it do to our environment? What does it do to our lifestyle? What does it do to our food production? And let's, let's ponder some of those things. What happens... If we, if we need more food than we can produce right now under our current production methods. Well, one thing that could, could very likely happen, we would stop eating meat. Because when you put food, corn into beef cattle, into hogs, chickens, turkeys, uh, and, then, and then feed it to people, you're, you're increasing the cost of making that food if you just convert that corn or that, those soybeans into food. So that's one very likely uh, probability. Now, the other possibility 
is that if we, if we don't continue our growth, what does that do to our economy? We, we, uh, we're, if we grow at that 1%. Now you're talking world population, right? right? Yeah. Be- because the, uh, last year, I think, was the first year that we had gone down in population in this country, and, right? And China, yeah. All right. So we, we are, we're, we're not growing as fast. What are the implications of that? Which is probably a good thing. It, it's it's good for the environment. I'll tell you for sure. Right. And but what happens to our economy? See, our economy is based on growth. Our, our Federal Reserve, and and uh, Jerome Powell, and uh, Janet Yellen in the, in the uh, um, uh, Treasury. Those people are counting on three percent growth on the economy and 2% growth on inflation. We'll talk about that another time, but those numbers are unsustainable. We'll talk about that if we Okay, I got to take a little break here, get our opening market report, speak of numbers. Yeah. That was a perfect tie-in. We're going to get that opening market report, a service of your KDHL Agra Boosters, including the Rice County Fair, July 19th through the 23rd, saluting all farmers. For more information, go to ricecountyfair.net, ricecountyfair.net. Insulation Services, Inc. Contact Nate there and discover all the advantages of spray foam or blow-in insulation. His phone number is 507-993-4570. Northland Buildings. For quality post-frame construction, head to northlandbuildings.com. Soybeans and corn are lower on Thursday morning. Cattle are mixed, hogs are higher. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. With Stein, growers have access to decades of knowledge from the experts who will ensure you get the yield benefits their products can bring. Stein, dedicated to yield, committed to you. Soybeans are lower. Conab has lowered its outlook for Brazil's crops slightly from last month, and there are harvest delays, but it is still going to be record large. The Rosario Grain Exchange slashed its estimate for Argentina today. May beans are five and a quarter lower at fifteen twelve and a quarter. July's five and three quarters lower at fifteen dollars and a half a penny. Weekly export sales on beans a marketing year low. In fact, a net reduction. Uh, corn's down this morning. Brazil Conab has Brazil's combined crop at one hundred twenty five million tons, including ninety five point six million from the second crop. The Rosario Grain Exchange in Argentina has uh, their corn crop at thirty five million tons. March May corn's down eight and a quarter at six seventeen and a quarter. July's eight and a half lower at six oh five and a half. And wheat's down as Russia and Ukraine continue to dominate the export market due to favorable prices. May Chicago's thirteen and three quarters lower at six seventy three and three quarters. Cotton's mixed, consolidating. May's up nine at eighty two seventy one. July's uh, fifteen higher at eighty three forty. Rice also now starting to consolidate a little bit after some early gains. Most active May is down two at sixteen twenty seven. Live cattle are down and feeders are mixed ahead of this week's direct business. April lives forty seven lower at one sixty four ninety seven. June's down forty seven at one sixty seventeen. April feeders are down seven cents at two hundred dollars. And hogs are up after yesterday's uh, higher close in pork. April leans up a dime at $85.85. June leans 40 higher to $100.67. We are online at brownfieldagnews.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Brownfield. John Perkins, Brownfield. AM Minnesota on the Mighty 920 KDHL. Some of our other KDHL agri-boosters include Three Links Senior Living, creating peace of mind in your loved one's journey in Lonsdale and Northfield. Craig Keller, Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. Craig helps protect all the things that are important to you. 
and Werner Farm Seed Dundas. Quality seed, reasonable prices. Paul or Gene are the guys to call at 507-645-7995. George Wickstrom is our guest. He's been a Faribault resident since 1965. He is a student of economics. Would that be a good way to describe you, George? I would say the climate change, economics, and population growth. Yeah. And we've been touching on the population growth. Do we tackle all of that yet? Well, let's talk a little bit about what if we don't grow. What if, what if our population doesn't grow? What well, we're we, talking world again because we are not growing here in the United States of America. We're talking about the, the whole world right. and all these things because it impacts everybody, everything. Um, if we don't have population growth, our economy depends on growth. And, for example, look what's happened now to China. About uh, 30, 40 years ago or longer, I'm not sure when it was, but they were had too many children being born, and they made it a law yeah. that you could not have more than one child per family. That's right. Now, guess what? Now they're running into the problem that they don't have enough people in that, that generation or two generations to, to, to have population and have, have, have consumers. See, so all these things are related. Now, what happens to our, our, our economy and the world economy if things taper down? It means that many businesses will be affected, not maybe immediately, but as time goes on. So we won't have as many uh, things that we need to have uh, going, uh, going on in terms of family needs, housing, food, uh, all kinds of the necessities we have to live. So that would be a downsizing in the economy and shrinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's those are those are some of the things that we will be will have to ponder. We don't know for sure how fast if this is just a belief that we're having in population growth as a result of the pandemic. Uh, we we don't know, but the, the probability is with the with the numbers that we're having today that one percent going to 2088 is probably not unsustainable. That would be my guess at this point. So. Uh, what it will, it will affect almost every industry eventually. That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else that we should talk about as far as uh, population growth? I can't think of anything. Can well, you? I, I think that pretty well covers it. There, there will be things come coming up uh, as it happens. If and, and I, I may or may not see this, but I, I will see some of the other stuff we're talking about. Okay, what's the next thing we should talk about for a few minutes? Well, you said climate change was one of the things you wanted to talk about. And I was just on the phone with a gentleman the other day, which is kind of interesting. And he brought up the topic of climate. What, what We've had climate change since the beginning of time. I mean, we had the Ice Age. And, Absolutely. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and, and our attitude toward it has changed. Let me tell you a little story. Uh, in my practice, I, had, I did a lot of work in Red Wing. And I had a good friend that I had known for 15 to 18 years. And the second to the last week of October in 2014, I called him. I won't give you his name because it, I, I just thought it wouldn't sure. be appropriate. That's fine. But I said, uh, I called him up and say, hi, Mr. X. Uh, we're forecasting 70s for next week. You want to play another round of golf? He said, yeah. Can I bring some guests? Sure. 
So they came over to Faribault. I was a member of the course at that time. We played a round of golf. The club was closed for food. I paid for the carts, paid for the deep green fees. So we went to Bashers to have a drink and a sandwich. One of the guests said, is this climate change playing golf this late in the year? And I said, no, no. It's, not, it's any one given day, month, even a year is not necessarily climate change. But hearing my infinite wisdom, I made a statement. And I, here's where I made my mistake. I said, 80% of the CO2 in our atmosphere is caused by burning fossil fuels. And I said, we're doing it. The demeanor on this man's face changed. I, I, I still can't believe I, I, that demeanor changed. Like from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde squared. He got up. The guests got up. They didn't say goodbye. They didn't say thank you. He just left. I called this man three times after that. And he never returned your call? Never returned my calls. That was 2014. I haven't seen or talked with him since. Now, that's how adamant. See, at that time, the, 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 the opinion was about 50-50. We're doing it. It's just normal climate change. They, but now the, 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 I've had people tell me, you know, those climate scientists, they're all paid off. I had people tell me that. So the, the people, uh, it's, it's a question of, of, of people not um, wanting to re, re, uh, uh, recognize the truth. But, and if, but if I had asked the question, what do you, uh, 80% of the CO2, we've heard, I've heard 80% of the CO2. What do you guys think? See, then I could have found out where they are and I, don't, I wouldn't have to respond at all. Because I, 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 one of my virtues that I've been on the Virtues Project in 2015 is, is detachment. And detachment says I set aside my feelings and my emotions when I listen to somebody else. And well, I, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, I don't know why this gentleman decided to take it so personal and leave and not talk to you ever again. That well, that, that that's yeah, seems kind of petty, frankly. Oh, it's, yeah, it, he's off the wall, no question. <laughs> but I, but if I had I asked the question. It wouldn't have caused that. See, so I, I, questions make people think. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Let, let me make a statement that, that, uh, that, of Sam Adams. He was the cousin of John Adams. And he made a statement that I, I remember. He said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor will any be easily subdued if knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Now that, if you think about that, that is a powerful statement. Yes, it is. And it, it, you can expand on that in many ways. But, but, the, but the point is, we're, we're, as a nation, we're not, people are not informed. Uh, we're, we're becoming more and more interested in what we own rather than who we are. Think about that. 40% of our economy is based on Wants, you you can buy a Jeep now for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, one hundred forty nine nine ninety nine. See, so we 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 our 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 values have changed. See, when I was young in the depression, people were more concerned about getting something to eat. I remember men coming to the door of our house, ma'am, do you have any food for me? Any I I need I need I I need I need, I need work for me to do. I need a sandwich. We lived on a lot that was 20 feet wide by 80 feet. My house is almost double that size. 
And we didn't have any joke. We gave him a sandwich. But I remember that. See, so our, our whole attitude towards things because of the economy and so forth was totally different than today. And, and we're not recognizing this as a nation. And, and you're not going to get it from the politicians either. See? But anyway, getting back to our climate change, um, the, the, the climate, um, things, things are happening that we have to recognize going down the road. We've known about the, Columbia, about the Colorado River for 25 years. People wait and wait and wait until it becomes a problem and you can't fix it. See, and now, they, now they're, they, they've got 60% uh, of the, of the uh, people that they, only, uh, only 60% of the people that want water from the Colorado River can be serviced. Yet we're, we're 40% short. And we kept using it more than 60%. And we've got that problem. And what else can, what is, is happening become of, of climate change? So I'm assuming, George, that you're in favor of the move toward electric vehicles. Uh, yes, I am. I am. I am. But look at, let's look at that. Uh, wh what are we doing? We don't have the infrastructure to support that at this time. I think maybe we should probably put that in place. Yeah. Right? Here, here's, here's what we don't have. <clears throat> If we were to have all our cars on electric power and not have any gasoline, our, our power lines are undersized big time. So that you'll have to, and some of the towers are, are, are deficient. Our substations are undersized. The transformers on our poles out there are undersized. Uh, and what else? What, what happened out in California? I forgot the name of the power company, but I think it was the one that affected Paradise. What happened out there? That power line failed and, and started the forest fire. And, but what, why, why did that happen? Sometime back in the 1980s, the power, the power companies were deregulated. And some of them stopped paying into the depreciation and reserve for contingencies and put the money into dividends, increase the price of their stock. See, so we've got, we've got that huge problem of the infrastructure of the electric energy if we're going to get there. And not only that, how do we can produce electric energy? What right now we're working fairly hard on, on solar and wind. Now, I've done a little research on the wind. Uh, it takes to produce a ton of steel for one of these towers, it, you have to put 1.85 tons of CO2 in the air because the only way we can do it fast enough now is, is coal-fired blast furnaces. So the question I don't know at this point is how long does it take the wind generator to overcome the 1.85 tons of CO2 by producing wind energy? I don't know the answer to that. I'm, 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 I'm going to figure it out. But th there's that part of it, uh, Gordy. Um, and the, the other, oh, and, and not only that, for the concrete base, concrete base for every ton of concrete, it's in 100 tons of concrete you need for one of those bases, for every ton, you need about 1.5 or 0.6 tons of CO2. 
So you've got another 100 tons of CO2. So the question I have is, is that really a green energy? I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say no. But it takes about seven to nine tons to recover the cost of all that. But how many, how many months does it take to cost to, to, to overcome the CO2 produced from making one of those towers? George Wickstrom is a Faribault resident. He was a longtime financial advisor and in an insurance business for many, many years. What was your job at Nutting Truck? Uh, well, I was director of manufacturing. I was responsible for all the factory operations and the uh, uh, purchasing human, re- human re- resources and the engineering department. So I had about 225, 230 people that I was responsible for. Okay. And then it's quite a career change to become an insurance guy after that. I was under a, a lot of stress, believe me. Uh, I didn't want, I knew my marriage was not strong and I, uh, and I, and, and I went into a new job and um, not, I'm a salesman. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know that people didn't want to buy, be sold rather, they wanted to buy. When I learned that, I became a consultant and it was much, it was fun then because it was, wasn't my problem, Gordy, it was your problem and we're trying to solve your problem and, that, and that's what I did. And, think, and if I went back into today, it'd be a, it'd be a walk in the park uh, because I know what to do. I know how to help people. And, and I, even, even today, I'll talk to people about this and share with them what is probably going to happen and various things. So I, I've got a, I just had a luncheon appointment this week with a young lady that uh, you, you would know her name. She's well known and uh, talking about this. She's 52 years old, doesn't know anything about retirement. But, so Smart I, I on her part to be talking about it at 52 and not waiting, right? Exactly. And the sooner you In fact, can probably start, should have started sooner than 52. You, you, you should understand your, the whole financial picture as you get started in, jo- in, in work. And, uh, I, that's, and when I talk with younger people that were usually children of older clients I had, I, got, I, I told them what, what I believe they should do with the very first thing. Start a savings account. Yep, my dad, uh, same advice, right? To salt some money away. And I used to tell my dad, that's easy for someone to say if you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. And he said, you can find, you can find some dollars to put away. You, you, you've got to make it happen. You, you've got to live within your income. You, Speaking of that, how about our government living within its income? We'll get to that, and then if, if you think we should have another, we're meeting. talking about the economy. Dog got it. Yeah, we need to have our government live within its means. They just write blank checks every day. Well, that's right. We'll get into that, and the question is, can we stop it? That's the question, and we'll we'll get into. I that. think we need to demand to stop it. What do you think? I, I, you can demand, but if, it, if it's not possible, it's not. We the happen. people. Well, I know. Remember, we the people. But, but, but Gordy, we have to know what we're what we're up against, and what the what the problems are. And well, I can share that with you. What? No, we've got a couple minutes here left. Well, well, I'll start off a little bit on that if you like, and we'll dive into it another day. Yeah. See, here's here's the thing about the economy. We have entitlements. Social Security, Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid, yeah. uh, pension plans. And those are going broke. Right, because what happened, Social Security was started in 1935. And it was not meant to be a savings 
for no, us, and, right? And normal retirement was 65. Correct. A life expectancy back then for a 65-year-old was about three to five years. Okay, now we've moved it all the way up. I think it's still at 67. I know they've moved Social Security up to 72, but I think it's 67 still. But the life expectancy is going to come back down. I mean, it's starting to come back down. Yeah, it, it went from 78, now it's down to about 60, 76 or 76 and a half. But it's still much longer than 67. See? And so we, we're not funded for that. And that's what we call an unfunded liability. Okay. So, uh, which is why people need to take they, they need to matter in their own hands and save money. Yeah. They need to understand what what, what their needs are going to be for uh, retirement. You know how inflation may affect them, and I say may affect them because if we have a downsizing, inflation will be a lost cause. Okay. So those those are all things we can cover. If you have, if you decide, let me come talk again. No, I think that'd be a very good discussion because we want to talk a little bit more about our economy and what we can do as individuals, right? Right. What we can do as individuals to help the economy along, help our own welfare along. Correct. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what it's all about. <clears throat> is, is, are we done with our talk? Or We're all living in a big, beautiful world. Okay. Well, I think. it is a big, beautiful world, but we're, we're changing it. Yeah. Human beings are changing it. Well, and they have since, again, the beginning of time. I yep. mean, would mm -hmm. we want to still be ape men? No, that change had to happen. So, anyway, that's a matter for another day, George. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it very much. Gordy, it's always a pleasure to work with you. I'm, I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much. Not a problem. We promised George will come back and we'll talk more about what what we should do with our economy. I was going to ask George today, and I will next time, about the gold standard, right? What was it, the 1930s or something? I think it was FDR time that we went away from the gold standard. And we can talk about that in a future program. Tomorrow, Dennis Luby, Rice County Highway Engineer, my guest. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.